This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
I need the mic for this. I should do that. I should do that. I don't think the camera's rolling. I don't think they can see me. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 7.57 a.m. and you are watching Aurora Weather here on Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Uh, so the weather comes from the National Weather Service of Chicago, but here's what's different about today. You're going to hear temperatures that you did not think you would hear at this time of year. You're going to hear a 58 degree and a 53 degree temperature today. Uh, now, what's interesting about this is this is unseasonably warm temps to take us into the weekend. However, next week, looks like it will not be that warm. So let's dig into it. Uh, here's the five day outlook, ladies and gentlemen. Today, as you can see, this is the daytime high today of 58 degrees, low of 55 degrees. Okay, mostly cloudy today with a little bit of a peak of sun and it's going to be a breezy day as well. Now, as we get into tonight, 49 degrees for the nighttime high, 40 degrees for the nighttime low. Look at the rain. Rain starts. The rain continues all night. However, as we get into tomorrow, looks like we'll have a, another breezy day, cloudy, some sun, daytime high of 53, daytime low of uh, 45 degrees. Those AM showers appear to be a small threat. Now, as we get into tomorrow night, Saturday night, 37 degrees, or excuse me, 27 degrees is the low 33 degrees is the high at nighttime with a cloudy night, but there's no rain. So looks like we can expect rain today, tonight, tomorrow, and then tomorrow night it's over with. Now Sunday, Sunday is going to be again a mostly cloudy day. Little bit of sun right there you can see. 37 degrees for the daytime high, 34 degrees for the daytime low. Sunday night, 18 degrees for the nighttime low. So it's, it's dipping now, y'all. 26 degrees for the nighttime high. Now look at next week. Monday, we got a daytime high of 38 degrees, daytime low of 35 degrees, but no clouds. Look at that. A nice, bright, sunny day on Monday. However, the temps will be a little bit uh, cooler than we we're expecting uh, or we're used to rather. 26 degrees for the nighttime low on Monday night, 32 degrees for the nighttime high. OK, now as we get into Tuesday, as you can see, the clouds return mostly sunny. However, that's promising. 37 degrees for the daytime low on Tuesday, 44 degrees for the daytime high on Tuesday. Let's recap today. Breezy. Cloudy, 55 degrees for the low, 58 degrees for the high today. Tonight, the rain continues and I mean, they got the whole emoji there, you guys. 40 degrees for the low, 49 degrees for the nighttime high tonight. Going into tomorrow with a.m. showers, breezy conditions, mostly cloudy, some sun. 45 degrees for the low, 53 degrees for the daytime high tomorrow. 27 degrees for the low tomorrow night, 33 degrees for the low, or excuse me, for the high tomorrow night cloudy night. Sunday, 37 degrees for the daytime, super cloudy. Monday, 38 degrees for the daytime, super sunny. And Tuesday, equilibrium. Look at that, the mix. Clouds, sun, the whole shebang. Uh, 44 degrees for your daytime high on Tuesday. That's it for the weather, straight from the National Weather Service of Chicago, delivered to you here on Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily new new, uh, excuse me, blah, news podcast, specifically Aurora weather. We got a great show for you guys this morning. Our guest today is Ashley Gokin, and we're going to be talking about sustainable development goals, how they tie into the city of Aurora and what kind of world future and possibly life we can all achieve. Take care of yourself and each other.
Aurora. The time is 8 a.m. and you are watching Aurora Weather here. Or Oh, my goodness. We already did the weather. <laughs> Excuse me. You're watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. we got a great show for you guys today. I have a scratchy throat, but we're talking about sustainable development goals today. And our guest is Ashley Gokin, and she is the ambassador for the United Nations Association Chicago chapter. Got it. How are you feeling? Chris, thank you so much for having me today. It is such an honor to be here speaking with you about something that I'm very passionate about to one of my favorite towns in the whole world, Aurora. All right. Glad to glad to have you on the show today. Um, it's your first time on our show. It is. Um, so we're, we're, we're very excited because as you and I talked about you know, prior to this interview, um, sustainable development and Aurora, how they tie in is something very interesting. We're going to give the folks some actionable information today, too, Wonderful. as well. Um, so before we get started, tell us about your background. Okay, yes, I'd love to share a little bit um, about me and why I'm so passionate about this and kind of the, the track that's got me here. Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned, in addition to being an ambassador for the UNA Chicago, um, I also serve on the advisory board for the Center for Applied Values and Ethics in Advancing Technologies at the University of California, Santa Cruz. <laughs> it's always a mouthful to, it is a mouthful. <laughs> to say that title. You did that very well, though, I have to <laughs> Thank say. Thank you. I've, I've had to work on it. Yeah. Um, and then I also have a degree in sustainable uh, in global business and sustainable development from Penn State. And then my primary role is I uh, am the co-founder alongside my sister for a company called Opalus, where we focus on consulting for projects that all center around sustainable development. Okay. All right. Great. Great. And how long has Opalus been around? Um, So pretty recently, about two years now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Now, the the way that our show flows is that we like to uh, get to know people. We have links that we're also going to put in the chat for these folks um, later on after the interview. Um, but your grandfather was mm-hmm. Mr. John Gokin. Yes. Uh, tell us about John. 
Yeah, so just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful human. Um, I'm so blessed to have been raised in the family that I was a brilliant entrepreneurs and inventors. He founded MCI back in the day, which broke up the AT&T monopoly. Right. Uh, he then went on to found Airphone, which was putting telephones on the airplanes for the first time. Very big. Uh, founded a number of companies. And then around the time I was starting to work with the family business, they were uh, in LED lighting. And that was kind of the start of the smart city industry. Okay. And so it was a really exciting, really interesting upbringing. I kind of was raised in the engineer's lab, being able to pull apart the technology and was able to see from a very young age uh, the impact that technology could have in the world. Right. Um, and, it, and as time has gone on, that impact has been just shown to be uh, paramount. Absolutely. I mean, it it really is. And we're going to talk about some of the initiatives that are taking place in places like the Himalayas Mm -hmm. and all kinds of stuff that you guys are doing. In a nutshell, though, how do you explain um, what is sustainable? What are SDGs? Yes, I would love to explain that a little bit. I'm glad. (laughs) (laughs) Because it can sound like something that might be really daunting or a topic or a conversation that maybe isn't for everyone. You know, the UN can sound like it's some giant organization far away, Mm -hmm. you know, and sustainable development can sound so vague. And what do you actually mean by that? Right. And for me, from a young age, I was someone that was so, so, so passionate about wanting to serve and wanting to make a difference in this world. Mm -hmm. And growing up around business, I kind of had um, the misconception for a while that there are tracks you can go down in life and you can go into the business world and make profits and care about your shareholders, you know, and do wonderful things and have a successful life. Or if you want to help, you can volunteer, you can donate your money, you can go into nonprofits. And I had, um, yeah, this misconception that it was kind of one or the other for Mm -hmm. a while. And I was in high school when I came across the SDGs, which stand for the Sustainable Development Goals. And it kind of blew my mind. And I was so excited because it lays out this beautiful blueprint map for us of the 17 goals that cover most of the world's most pressing issues from ending hunger uh, to no poverty, making sure everyone has access to clean drinking water, um, renewable energy, decent work and economic growth climate action and just kind of encompasses all of them and breaks it down in a way that you realize no matter what level you're on, whether you're an individual, whether you're a teacher, whether you run a major corporation, you're in government, that there's a way that all of us can work together to actually have an impact. And it creates this united vision for us all to be able to have the same vocabulary, to be able to understand how interconnected these issues are and that they aren't all separate issues. And that normally if you impact one, you're going to have an impact whether you realize it or not on the rest of them. We are not siloed people. No, exactly. We are not, and the issues are not siloed either. Absolutely. I thought for a long time, um, I thought for a long time that a two things, a, the individual human could not possibly Mm-hmm. make an impact in hunger and mm-hmm. in climate. I, I thought that too. for a long time. I did too. And then I also was under the impression that to do those kind of things would take massive amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Um, funding is important when you're trying to do anything. But to but the initial thought process or starting laying the groundwork to do these things oftentimes does not require a lot of money. It requires resources and the people willing to do it. Mm-hmm. kind of thing um and I, i've always found that just very humbling but it it does empower me too 
mm-hmm. at the same time. I do feel I empowered by that. And, and I think that's such an important point for p- people to realize because it can be so easy to become pessimistic mm-hmm. or give up if you think that there isn't enough that you can do. And so that's one of the reasons I am so passionate about the goals is because I believe it gives people the tools that they need to feel empowered and realize they can make a difference in the world. Right. So um, you are a third generation entrepreneur, start learning about the sustainable um, development goals. And once you once you um, became aware of and started working with the basic framework of that, you know, educating yourself and in, in, in your journey along the way, mm-hmm. um, what were the what were the steps starting to happen for you um, to make the goal um, a reality? Yes. So for me, um, it was around, let's see, I mean, in, in my family, you kind of get put to work as soon as you can talk or work a computer. So I, I, I have a Chicago <laughs> Tribune article here, which details all of that. Yeah, <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> yeah, so we were making Very motivated. PowerPoints, you know, I think since we were nine, 10 years old and all of that. But when I was heavily involved and actually able to kind of for the first time sit at the table with some of these amazing people um, was around the time that the family was working in smart city projects. Okay. And it really was a light bulb moment for me because, again, like the goals, it showed me how important it it is to have people from different departments and different sectors and have an unsiloed approach. And it was so cool to see community leaders coming together and saying, okay, well, if we have a budget here and we're really taking the time to say, okay, from this point forward, what can we do that's going to build a better city? Mm -hmm. Not only for this generation, not only for who's in office right now, but really what's going to make a difference generation and generation after this. And so um, seeing that, I also realized that there was a lot of opportunities within that framework outside of just whether a city chose to go with the technology that our family business was offering, um, which can be you know very important as well. And technology sure, can sure. be an amazing tool. But my sister and I saw some really amazing projects that were really community-led um, and many times low-tech solutions with agriculture um, or aquaponics and really beautiful opportunities. So we did our own spin-off business called Opalus mm-hmm. with that exact goal. And I, I would love to share with you if you'd like to hear one of my favorite projects that were How did you know I would love to hear about your favorite projects? <laughs> well, I was, <laughs> I was getting excited about it, so I was maybe going to make you Absolutely. listen to it no, please, one way yeah. or another. Yep. Um, and so I guess there's a couple, but the main one I'll share with you right now that we are heavily working on is I had the wonderful opportunity last year to go to the Himalayas and see firsthand the incredible work that was being done by this NGO called Impulse Empower NGO. And that NGO has to this day rescued over 75,000 individuals from trafficking throughout the northeastern region of the Himalayas. That's and amazing. It's founded by this one woman, the brilliant, incredible Hasina Karbi. And so she realized, though, that um, rescue efforts alone weren't enough to really get to the root cause of the issue. Right. So they went in and found and were able to identify which communities were vulnerable to trafficking. And it usually came down to the fact of lack of economic opportunities within those regions. Yes. And so families would get letters from job offers and think that they're sending their kids away, you know, to be able to build a better future for them. And these communities were just so vulnerable that they would, you know, end up, um, you know, subject to trafficking. Right. And so... Impulse Empower really focused on creating entrepreneur opportunities and empowerment 
for those regions. So they would go in there, utilize all materials that were local to that region, and utilize indigenous methods of art that also had been passed down from generation to generation. So different regions would have different opportunities. And so now they have this incredible network of thousands of their entrepreneurs that are weaving sustainable textiles where the husband and you know, the family will be growing the crops, the wife is able to stay at home and weave right. everything. Um, the children are able to learn and see you know, their family empowered. And then Impulse Empower then has the market for them where they supply them with the goods so nothing has to come out of pocket and then they have you know the supply chain covered to then have those pieces bought that's amazing and so that's the ngo and then the part that i'm very excited about as well as oblis has been brought on as part of the executive team for launching um an eco resort that is set up with the purpose of being able to generate more profit for the NGO to then further the amazing work that it's doing. Amazing. And so the eco resort is going to be built using all sustainable practices from the building materials um, to all of the produce that's grown for the eco resort. It's all partnered with that same network of um, artisans Mm -hmm. and all the pieces within the eco resort are showcased to those artisans. So from the textiles on the tables and the beddings to the pottery that's used in the restaurants, Um, to the bamboo furniture is all a showcase and people that go and stay there can see and learn about the story behind it and learn about the produce that's being grown right there and it really seeks to shift people's awareness to being connected with everything that's around us and understanding where the products that we're using today come from it's uh, it's um it's inspiring it's uplifting of people using their own as you mentioned indigenous skills Mm -hmm. and and um and resources of what they're doing. But it also seems like to me that it's leading with empathy too. It is. And I think it that it, it really highlights something that the United States has learned, I think, in many different places around the world. It's, it's, it's instead of us, instead of us importing and bringing in the McDonald's, mm-hmm. let's talk to the folks who are here and help them strengthen and build what they are doing exactly um the plight of um and i i couldn't possibly uh cite a a study at the moment but i I do know that in many countries the plight of women especially in regards to trafficking has a very negative effect on the country Mm -hmm. on their outlook safety so many things Mm -hmm. um and engagement as well too um, and that's what unfortunately leads people to trafficking when they're when when things when conditions aren't ripe in our country people will seek opportunity elsewhere. And that's mm-hmm. how they fall victim to, uh, well, traffickers and different predators and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's really heartwarming to see. And mm-hmm. I feel like we're making great ground as a, as a country mm-hmm. in, in doing that. I agree. And with having a beautiful examples to look to like this, and there's so many that are overlooked. And I feel like a lot of times you can turn on the news and hear just, you know, horror story after horror yeah. story. And there's so much, I, I might be a delusional optimist, but I think we need that in times like today. And I think there are so many more beautiful stories of hope and, and things to aspire towards that are out there. If you, if you know where to look for it. Yeah. Um, I, I've been a big fan of national geographic Oh yes, my whole life. Me too. Uh, and national geographic is where I've, I've gotten my hope. You know, because they talk about the things that unfortunately don't, you know, that that don't make the news. You may hear one thing about um, Afghanistan, but they're talking about culture and food and so many different things. The world is a beautiful place. Mm -hmm. And I see that um, these SDGs are able to help in many areas, Mm -hmm. um, in many, um, many areas, you know, from from food, entertainment, culture, um, 
which is going to segue us to Aurora when it comes to um, some of the SDGs as well. Now, the Smart City Initiative, is that what um, brought you to Aurora to start the work? And how can we um, uh, work together? Yes. So actually, I live in Yorkville, so just one town over. So I grew up very right close. around here. I went <laughs> to Aurora Christian. You know, most of my life was spent in Aurora. Okay. And so I was very excited when I had the opportunity to be in some of the rooms during the discussions about the technology that was going to be implemented in Aurora and being right. able to see the beautiful, brilliant approach that was being taken here, headed by Michael Peggy's yeah, the yep. CIO, CIO yes. of Aurora. And so... Um, when I had the opportunities now working with the United Nations Association of Chicago, mm -hmm. um, the mission behind that is really to educate the public on the global goals, how yes. they can get involved and highlight people or organizations that are really doing a phenomenal job of working towards those. And so we set up a feature and next week I'm really excited. We're going to be showcasing Michael and walking through step by step the different initiatives uh, that Aurora is doing and really being able to showcase throughout the whole UN um, kind of network yes. uh, Aurora as a case study of a city that's working towards those goals. And I couldn't be more proud for it to be, you know, pretty much my hometown. Yes, I'm happy and I look forward to it because in, in Aurora and uh, our, our listeners know this, um, the digital divide. Mm -hmm. is big here we, we we've had many issues and and the pandemic really laid bare the issues mm -hmm. that we have had in the digital divide i didn't mean to cut you off what you were going to oh, say i though. was going to jump in on that yes, actually because absolutely. that is we one think of so <laughs> we, we really do we're always on the same wavelength we've got to do more of these we do we do absolutely um time is 8 19 a.m you're listening to and watching good morning aurora the second largest city's first daily news podcast our guest today is ashley Gokin, ambassador for the united nations association chicago chapter Yes, and so I guess that can segue us into, I'd love to share with you specifically the point you just brought up about yeah. the digital divide. Um, and one of the in initiatives that we're going to be highlighting with Michael next week is the fact that Aurora applied for a $100 million broadband infrastructure grant. And that the goal of that is to really start in the city center, allowing the most vulnerable and underserved neighborhoods to take advantage of high-speed access um, and affordable internet and really a focus on closing that digital divide and enhancing economic development within the city, which I think is so um, important. And Michael always has that, I feel like in the back of his mind is always looking out for every single member of the community, making yeah. sure that as we adopt a new technology, whatever ends up being implemented, that it's not increasing that gap, that right. every person here is really being thought of and, and uplifted. Right. Um, this administration has taken a number of steps to do things and highlight things which are going to be um, which are going to be paying benefits and dividends to people mm -hmm. to humans to the to the city and and, and bringing people up because everybody should be able to participate mm, agreed and I would also love to highlight another one of the initiatives that yes. we're going to be featuring next week, um, which I believe you had um, Nicole on here recently talking about the Aurora Steam Academy. Nicole Astra? Yes. We did. Oh, we I did. Love yes. Her. Yeah. And I <laughs> that love That was a good episode. Oh, yeah. she's the best. And yes. I am APS so passionate mm -hmm. about that academy. I, I'm sure most people in Aurora have hopefully already heard about it, but for anyone that isn't familiar, um, the STEAM Academy, you know, if you are familiar with STEM, the difference between STEM and STEAM is that it stands for science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. Right. And I think that's a really important point to include because a lot of 
um, people today kind of are happy to forget about the arts and they just are. go down, yes. you know, the one track. And again, it's so interwoven. And I think that's a really crucial point for students to also realize is they don't have to choose one track or the other. And I had the chance to go to some of the events last year, and it was so touching to see the impact that it had in students' lives mm -hmm. that it only even been in one semester of the program for the kids to talk about the difference in their confidence level. Yes. And the students that from such an early age are saying that now they want to go into STEM fields where before this program they never would have thought that that was for that's them. so true. Yeah, that and so, so I think true. that's an example of a single initiative that is going to have so many impacts, you know, generation after generation yeah. through this. Um, you know, I and I, I would like to get your opinion on this, Times 821. Uh, here's the thing, representation matters. Mm -hmm. And when you see yourself, or people who look like you, uh, as engineers, mm -hmm. uh, you know, providing internet in Tibet and things like that, that goes a long way to making you, wherever you live, whether it's Chicago or Carbondale, mm -hmm. making you think, you know what? I can do that too. Yeah. I can do that too. And and that's something that I think hasn't been in the forefront of people's minds for so long that they've, it, they've so become sad. right. And now there's a boom and a burst of energy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like the momentum. I really do. Mm -hmm. I love the momentum. And I, I love it. And I think it's such a sweet factor that a lot of people don't um, take into account. You know, I'm someone that I love science, I love data, mm -hmm. um, but sometimes it's hard to quantify that heart factor yes. that you really need to pay attention to, to understand children's thinking and understand what's going to let them feel that confidence and feel that they have that space for themselves. Right. It's not just about, you know, these metrics. It's really about how do you change someone's mindset. Absolutely. And Rory's doing a fantastic job at that as well. Absolutely. And so those are just a couple of the initiatives. Um, and that's heavy on kind of the digital infrastructure side. Mm -hmm. But I'd love to hear from you. I'm sure you know of some amazing projects that would fall under the sustainable development goals now that you're yes. a little bit more familiar with those. Yeah, absolutely. So as our listeners know, um, I, I, I work in housing. I work in housing, and uh, well, not just Aurora, but the state of Illinois. Unfortunately, we um, we have a need for affordable housing, and the the people who I interact with are seniors. A lot of them are veterans. Um, some of them are disabled, and unfortunately, they're suffering from two issues right now. One is the digital divide. Um, you know, these folks. There's many folks who don't have an email address. Mm. Um, there is there is no office to go to between nine to five to drop the papers off anymore. Everything is electronic. So I find myself having to meet folks, get them squared away with those credentials and then help them apply. But the other thing is that for those who are able to apply, unfortunately, there's a lack of housing for them. And there are a lot of efforts being made um, here in the city and the state to um, to address that. So so that's one thing. The other thing is that Kane County is doing fantastic work, and I'd like to give kudos to the Kane County Board, specifically uh, Mavis Bates at the moment. Uh, the Kane County Board is doing a lot of great work in solar and mm -hmm. energy. Um, so I would, I would say that affordable housing, energy, and the overall safety aspect as well, too. I mean, we've got, we had a discussion with Mike about cameras and things mm -hmm. coming into making the downtown area more safe river edge park some of our out outlying um, uh, large infrastructure pieces connecting them all so i would say safety housing 
and um, uh, the third one I mentioned, which is escaping me at the moment. Mm, with safety? It was safety, housing, and uh, the digital divide. Mm, the digital mm-hmm. divide, yeah. Very important. Yep. So uh, those three, that's mm-hmm. what I hear. That's what fills my inbox the most. Mm-hmm. That's what people DM me. Hey, Curtis, do you know anybody who... Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I get the most of, and that's that's what I try to. That's the iron I try to strike every day to make it a little bit easier for folks out here. Mm, that's really um, beautiful. So those three, oh, those three things, and and it takes it does take time, but I do see that the things are happening and the city's moving in in those directions and many fronts. So I'm happy about that. Mm, that's yeah. really wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I know of um, World Relief that's right here as well. That's yes, doing an amazing job. Yes, yes, yes. We have a we have a combined history with World Relief. <laughs> uh, great, great organization. Yes, I had one of the best times of my entire life was volunteering with them. I had the chance to work in the preschool. Um, while for those of you that aren't familiar with World Relief, they do a fantastic job of settling uh, refugees and immigrant families. Yes. And they had this beautiful program where we were able to run a preschool program for the students downstairs while the parents and family members were upstairs getting English lessons. And that was just one of the many, many things that they're doing throughout the community that is just I can see really making a difference. Yes, um, and I do want to say too. Uh, time is eight twenty six. I do want to say this was that when we discovered that we both had that connection with World Relief. You know that really, uh, that really gave me a, a lot of hope and it made me really feel mm-hmm. confident about life, because mm-hmm. you've been, we've got two different lives, mm-hmm. and you've been a lot of amazing places and you're doing a lot of amazing things, but to be connected to one organization right here on LaSalle Street, y'all. Mm-hmm was was very impressive it, it, it's 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 nice to see someone whose heart is also aligned in the in the same place mm-hmm. i was a volunteer with the neighbor project when i learned about world relief okay um and then started working with the neighbor project became an employee and world relief is right up the street from us and it they're doing they're doing great work mm-hmm. because people um so you know when you mentioned the Himalayas and the NGOs doing that work for those who come to our country and want to make a new life. Um, it's a daunting task mm-hmm. for people. Um, you know, it's not just so easy to learn a new life, new language, new yeah. culture. Yeah. Um, so World Relief is doing a really good job of uh, allowing folks to settle um, with dignity and pride. Mm-hmm. Time is 827. Um, did we forget anything? Um, I think, I think we covered a lot of. I think we did. We covered a lot. I I do think that we also discovered we're going to need a part two here. (laughs) (laughs) I think so too. That would be wonderful. (laughs) Um, We got a um, a lot to talk about. I'm going to share at on on another episode about your um, your grandfather and and his industry and and everything, all that history. I did want to ask Opalus. Yes. What's the name? Where does that come from? So Opalus, it is actually the Latin word for the opal stone which is my birthstone. Okay. And it has so many beautiful meanings to different um, regions of the world. One, it's seen as the stone of foresight. And so my sister and I try to have a long-term uh, vision when we enter projects and are thinking we're not just working with these people for right now. We're making decisions that are hopefully going to have an impact for generation after generation. And it's also a stone that's celebrated for its diversity and being able to see different facets, different colors, different perspectives when you look at it and in different lighting. And so it just had so many different beautiful meanings behind the stone and it just resonated. Quite appropriate for the work you're doing. Oh, thank Quite you so appropriate. much, Curtis. Quite appropriate. Uh, the time is 8.28 a.m. This has been a fantastic episode that we've had uh, with Ashley Gokin, ambassador for the United Nations Association, Chicago chapter. Uh, 
SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals, are something that this show is going to be proud to highlight going forward. Um, any of the work that Ashley shares with us, we will make sure to let you guys know here on Good Morning Aurora. This is fantastic stuff. We also have links to the projects that Ashley is working on as well, which we will share at the end of this video. I want to thank Ashley very much for her time. And if you guys have any questions, information, or even suggestions about Sustainable Development Goals, what Aurora needs and what Aurora can benefit from, please send us an email at goodmorningaurorail at gmail.com or feel free to DM us on any of our social media platforms. The time is 8.29 a.m. Right now, we're going to go to a commercial, then we'll come back and show you guys something spectacular that you may have saw a little bit of, but we will detail with alacrity. Imagine what's possible when a city makes an unprecedented investment, a commitment that reshapes a city's landscape forever that equalizes economic opportunity, elevates education for all, empowers businesses, inspires collaboration between institutions, improves public services, and enhances the lives of every resident. Now, imagine that city is ours. We know it's possible because other cities have done it. Places like Longmont, Colorado, a community that leveraged its investment in municipal electricity and upgraded its substations to create a 17-mile fiber loop, delivering critical connectivity to the city's institutions, organizations, and small businesses, achieving an incredibly high adoption rate. And in Far Texas, a border town of 80,000, voted the least connected city in America, invested in 700 miles of fiber, delivering broadband managed services that are enriching residents' lives. Cities, towns, and regions are stepping up all over America. There is no question that Aurora can and deserves to be America's next great smart city, but it's up to us. We have a responsibility we can't ignore. To see everyone living in our city, regardless of economic status, having broadband services that are simple, efficient, safe, and powerful. Imagine children having safe internet access anywhere, never needing to connect outside of a fast food restaurant. Imagine every building in every neighborhood and retail outlet new and old, modernized, intuitive, secure. Imagine exciting subscribers with the ultimate broadband experience and giving parents control over all of it. Imagine deploying cyberbullying protection that notifies parents throughout Aurora that their kids are being bullied and providing resources to protect them. Imagine a city with first responders seamlessly connected and with safer public spaces. Can you see this smart city? Can you see our future? We do. Aurora is ready for world-class connection that serves our residents, that helps businesses grow and unifies our community. Let's take this opportunity to give all of our residents 
businesses and community organizations the advantages that come with unrivaled broadband infrastructure and services. Let's come together and deliver a world where digital equity creates a city that is smarter, safer, and sustainable for generations to come. We can make it happen together. The time right now is 8.33 a.m. and you are watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Good morning to all of you folks if you are just joining us. We're live on YouTube today. We had a small technical difficulty for Facebook, but this video will be shared to our Facebook page as well as our Spotify and all of our other platforms. Right now, we're going to show you guys a uh, very cool video. You will know that I debuted the Law Enforcement Youth Academy's graduation ceremony to you guys just a couple of days ago. That debut uh, was a little wonky with technology and trying to share the video on a website to you, but I'm going to show you uh, half of the clip right now. And this video in full is on our YouTube channel as well. You guys can go check it out. The Law Enforcement Youth Academy is a great initiative for young people to... Uh, exceed and excel and decide on a career in law enforcement. Kane County State's Attorney Jamie Mosser, uh, Royal Police Chief Keith Cross, and others were in attendance as well. It was really good. So right now we're going to go to that video, and at the end of the video, that will be the end of the show. So I want you guys to have a blessed, positive, prosperous, and amazing weekend. <laughs> Thank you and stand together as a beacon of hope and collaboration for a better tomorrow. I would now like to invite to the stage squad leader for Valentina Barboza and her team. Good afternoon, my name is Valentina Barbosa. I'm going to East Aurora, and I want to be an FBI agent. And this is Squad 4, aka the best squad. My name is Dalia Campos, I'm still exploring my options. Oh, I go to East High, I'm sorry, I forgot about that. But, still exploring my options, but whatever I pick on, I will be successful. Um, my name is Leah Galdé-Rios, I go to Tia Valley High School, and I'm going to be successful. Hi, my name is Hatsiri Castillo, I graduated from East Aurora High School, and I want to become a police officer. Hi, my name is Jasmine Montoya, I graduated from East Aurora, and I want to become a police officer. Hi, my name is Anya Singh. Um, I go to Granger and I want to be a lawyer when I grow up. Hi, my name is Jasmine Cello. I go to East Aurora and I want to be a police officer. Hi, my name is Jersey Kimbrough. I go to West Aurora High School and I want to be a forensic scientist. 
Hi, my name is Jack. I go to Oswego East and I learn German Reads. My name is Owen Perez. I graduated from Peace and I want to go into cybersecurity. Tonight, we walk out these doors with an unforgettable experience. Seven weeks where we met and interacted with people that inspired us, pushed us, and boosted our confidence. Especially officers Mark Value, Eric Rappa, Antonio Piscopo, and Jonathan Flores. Their love and determination for what they do showed every step they took, leading us by example every morning workout and encouraging us to push ourselves ourselves to the limits. Ten seconds left, they would say, while going through the same pain, or it's just like seating, while our legs shaked. <laughs> or when they encouraged us to run for important positions in the class, telling us how life is, life is all about throwing ourselves out there, and with, throwing ourselves out there with our head high. After these weeks, our respect for them and every official that participated in this group flew off the roof because of everything they had to go through, to go through to get where they at, to, and, and the dangers they run every day. But yet, they, they do it with so much love and passion. Their determination to, to help and inform the youth was heart-touching. Guiding us, guiding us, giving their time, knowledge, wisdom, and attention, giving us the privilege to experience things not, that not everybody can experience. So I thank you, we thank you, for giving us, for giving to us, for showing us how to give, for planting bits of your passion in us, and for showing us glances of the real world, because we are the future of this community. But our, but our gratitude mostly goes to the dozen women who made this possible, Miss Pam. Thank you for dreaming big, for getting us out of our comfort zone, for thinking of us, the youth. And mostly we thank you for being in our list of inspiration. ready for the special presentation of the board! I would now like the following leaders to make their way to the table. Our president, Layla Prunetta. Squad leader one, Madeline Cardoza. Squad leader two, Giselle Soria. Squad leader three, Omar Nava. And squad leader four, Valentina Barboza. So now, for the 2023 Special Awards, I would now like to firstly invite Officer Mark Value. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Officer Antonio Piscopo. DEA Special Agent Gregory Sikowski. I'm sorry. <laughs> How do you say your last name? Truskowski. Truskowski. Close enough. You're good. Okay. <laughs> Chief Coroner Bob Russell of the Kane County Coroner's Office. 
Like you love each other. Love you, man. Thank you. Squad leaders, you can make your way back towards your seat as well as our president. Now it's my time to depart as your MC for the evening because they're kicking me off stage. Thank you for tonight. Thank you, Sanaya. Awesome job tonight. Uh, good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us tonight. I'm Eric Rappa, one of the officers assigned to the Law Enforcement Youth Academy this summer. First off, I just want to thank this class for all the effort they've put in these past seven weeks. Everyone really bought into this program and I'm thankful to have had the opportunity to be a part of it. I hope that we've pushed you to be something you didn't know you could be. As you all know, not everyone who joins the Law Enforcement Youth Academy has any interest in being in law enforcement, and that's perfectly fine. What we try to drive home is that no matter what you want to do in life, you will be successful. If you do choose to pursue a career in law enforcement, I hope we gave you all the resources you need to take the next steps and prepare yourselves for a career in this field one day. And if not, I hope you all find your own version of success in whatever your interests are. If you want to become a TSA agent, I know that nothing bad will happen under your watch. And if you want to become an elevator mechanic, I hope you become the best elevator mechanic there is. We all come from different backgrounds and everyone here has a story. I can tell you from experience that some of you are going to have to work a little harder than others to get where you want to be in life. But if you work hard, and keep a positive attitude, you will surprise yourself with the things that you can accomplish. We threw a lot at you guys in this academy, and now you should all have an idea of what it takes to become a police officer should you pursue that career. But remember, it takes 21 years to become 21 years old. So enjoy being a kid for now, but make good decisions along the way, and keep finding new ways to stretch yourselves and grow into the best version of you that you can be. With that, I just want to thank the other officers here, Officer Flores, Officer Piscopo, and Officer Value for their involvement with the Youth Academy. I really couldn't have asked for a better group of officers to do this program with. Specifically, I want to thank Ms. Pam Bradley and Officer Mark Value for all the hard work that they've put into this program this year. It's one thing to help out with the Youth Academy, but I know it's another to be the point of contact for everything, come up with exercises every day for PT, and do all the behind-the-scenes setup and coordination to ensure the kids have a great experience. And lastly, I just want to thank all the parents for trusting us to help mold your kids this summer. I hope they continue to impress you as they've impressed us. Thank you. Hello, everyone. My name is Officer Tony Piscopo. I'd like to start off by thanking some special people tonight. Pam Bradley, Chief Cross, our command staff, State's Attorney Jamie Mosser, the elected officials here today, the presenters here as well, and my fellow officers involved in the program. 
Most importantly, I'd like to thank all the parents and guardians of our students for allowing them to participate in this amazing class this year. Something we do in every class is we make our students introduce themselves to our presenters. I feel it right that I do the same to this audience. I've been a policeman for 14 years. I've been 10 years on the SWAT team. I've been a member of our special operations group, which deals with drugs, gangs, and narcotics. And this is my second time working with the Community Orange Policing Unit, which runs this program, helps run this program. However, this is my first time working extensively with the Youth Academy. My time in the Youth Academy has been a rewarding experience getting to know each and every one of these students and seeing their personal growth and development throughout the process. Staying here this evening, there is no doubt in my mind that I see a room full of future leaders and successful individuals. During this class, the students are presented with different opportunities for future careers and the skills necessary to achieve success. And like any journey we take, we, we can look to those great individuals who came before us for inspiration and wisdom. Abraham Lincoln was quoted saying, you can have anything you want if you want it badly enough. You can be anything you want to be. Do anything you set out to accomplish. If you hold to that desire with singleness of purpose. The quest for success starts with that first step. And you guys all took that by coming to the Youth Academy. We all have different goals in mind, and the path to reach them may seem like a journey up a mountain. At the onset of our expedition, these goals may seem like distant mountain peaks waiting to be surmounted. While some paths are filled with more adversity than others, there are times our calculated steps can become missteps. We should always strive to learn from our missteps so that we can still reach our goals. Lastly, we must all realize that achieving our goals does not mean that our journey has come to an end. Be prepared to remain committed to a lifestyle of improvement and allow yourself to learn your mistakes so you can get back on the path to success. I'd like to share with everyone a real life example of motivation when we face a path of adversity. An ancient Carthaginian general once faced significant adversity. He attempted to lead his army through a mountain pass, but he found that he was, the way was snowed in. His advisors told him to turn back and there was no way for success. The general looked at his predicament and told his advisors, Opium, inviam, opfasium. It translates, I will find a way or I will make one. The general never took no for an answer and found a way through the pass when there was little hope. He found success, which now I pass to you guys. And to our students, I leave you with this. In the journey we call life, when you find the impassable route, that immovable object, the impossible task, I want you to tell yourself, I will find a way or make one. Thank you and congratulations. It's a big follow-up. Good evening, everyone. I'm Officer Flores. First, I want to say thank you to all the parents. Again, some of you, I know some of the kids were forced to come. Some of them wanted to come, but thank you guys for taking them. Thank you guys for showing up to our events, and thank you guys for all your dedication and hard work throughout the class. The summer of 2011, I personally had the privilege of going through this same Youth Academy class. I hope all the kids 
have enjoyed their summer with the Youth Academy as much as I did. The Youth Academy was a huge stepping stone for me and now has become one for you. It's crazy to stand before you today, 12 years later, as one of the officers helping and leading this group of kids. Everyone here has potential to be a leader, but remember, all the best leaders are always the best followers. Remember to be disciplined for yourself and for others. Remember to stay curious and always be open to learn from others. I have learned a lot from all of you, and I hope you learned something from me. Remember, you can always learn something from someone, whether it's what to do or what not to do, because the day you stop trying to learn and the day you give up on learning is the day you die. No matter what, no matter what you choose to do, always try your best and always be the best you can be. There will be hurdles in life, but remember, giving up is never an option. Congratulations, class, Youth Academy class of 2023. Hello, hello. Fania, great job tonight. Trying to follow. Good evening, everyone. I'm Officer Bellew, and I've had the privilege of working alongside this class for the past several weeks. First and foremost, thank you to the students for your interest in learning about our profession, my profession, that I am so proud of still to this day. You have made many excellent decisions in shaping your future. Let's recall back to one of my long-winded speeches that I gave after one of those hot morning workouts. I told you that we're not going to get where we want to be overnight. Your future is made up of numerous small sacrifices and choices toward your goals. I shared that. If we can win the hours, then we can win the day. If we can win those days, then we can win the weeks. If we can win the weeks, then we can win the month, and if we can win the months, then we can win the year. And by winning those years, then we are winning in life. I am proud of each of you for choosing to care about what your tomorrows look like. I'm confident that you will get to wherever success is for you. One key piece of advice while on our journey is to look up. Even the busiest of bees stop to smell the roses. Be proud of yourselves right now. Congratulations, Youth Academy. Before our awards presentation, I'd like to acknowledge a couple stats that I was handed tonight. The Youth Academy car wash, the students raised $1,355. Yesterday, our students volunteered at the Interfaith Food Pantry, where they packed a total, I'm sorry, they donated a total of 540 pounds. That's a record. Awesome and amazing job, everybody. At this time, I would like to invite our elected officials to the stage for the awards presentation.
As I call your name, please come to the stage and accept your award. All right, starting off the night, Vasu Bay. Valentina Barboza. Suetica Boja. Michaela Brunson. Dalia Campos. Madeline Cardoza. Reza Castaneda. Siri Castillo Nick Kathleen Brisa Dominguez Angel Gallegos. Ethan Gonzalez. Serenity Hayes. Enrique Hernandez. Jersey Kimbrough. Said Lascano. Angel Lopez. Analicia Magana. John Jack Mazel. Thank you. 
Roberto Marquez III. Jasmine Montoya. Nicholas Morales. Omar Nava. Omar Perez. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Thank you.